Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a CC Radio podcast. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I, to tell you the honest truth, I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like, the feeling. I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling. Like, you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight down the tree. All we get is a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed, and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe, Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer, and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au, or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review, or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family, and that would help us grow. Tonight, I'm joined by Wade, and Wade's a truck driver down near Dubbo, and he's he's been having a couple of weird encounters on his routes. Wade, welcome to the show. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for having me, mate. It's great to have you on, mate. I haven't got a lot of truck drivers on the show, so I was very, very excited when I learned that you're a truck driver, because before we jumped on the air, you and I were having a little bit of a conversation that I reckon truck drivers see more weird stuff than anyone else in this country, because, you know, they're, they're really covering a lot of kilometres, and you see a lot of weird stuff out on the road. Yes, definitely. I've seen quite a fair bit over the years I've been driving, so I can test that. So, mate, I want to hear about this Yowie encounter that you had um, at the at the start of the 2000s. Are you able to go back to that encounter and kind of walk us through what happened there? Yeah, no worries. Um, the original encounter, it, um, I'd been working um, sort of a double shift that day, and they called me. I got home. I drove. I got home about about ten o'clock at night, and they had uh, my work had rang me around about midnight, twelve thirty thereabouts, and they said, "Can you come back in? We're having problems with insurance." So I yep, right. I'll give me forty minutes. I'll be on my way in, and I'll head in. So anyway, I got up, got ready, and I jumped in the Ute and was on my way back in town. It was a half hour run from there to work. And I'd only been going about five, ten k's down the road when I'd come over a rise or the sand hills at the time. And with the lights full of blaze on the year at night, and I could see something walk out onto the road in the distance, about 500 metres down the road. 
and I didn't know what it was. I started slowing down, and uh, it got to the centre of the road down the broken line. When it turned to face me, um, more along the lines of actually walked towards me, and um, I, by then I was starting to slow down, and I wondered what was going on. I could see this thing walking towards me just on the edge of the lights and it got closer and closer as I was slowing down, I started to move to the right-hand side of the road. And for every move I made, it mirrored me. Made the exact same move following me, made sure it was following every move I made directly in line. And uh, I got down to about five metres, ten metres from it when uh, I was come to a complete stop on the side of the road and there it just turned and looked at me didn't make a noise or anything. It was um, about seven, seven and a half foot tall. Uh, brown, sort of a browny colour with a silvery colour tilt, hinge. And it just politely just turned and walked back into the scrub. I got out of the ute after about a minute. See if I could find where it had gone. And I could hear it sort of walking away through the scrub, but he crashing the leaves and breaking its limbs and that, but couldn't ever see it after that. And I'd never seen anything since that time until recently. Probably the last 12 months I've had other encounters with them along the road. That's incredible. So this thing just walked out on the road in front of your vehicle and didn't didn't move out of the way or anything? No, it turned a challenge. That's what it looked like. It just turned and walked straight towards me after it was wasn't in any sort of a hurry to get across the road. It wasn't running, it was just walking like it was, couldn't have a care in the world, but I was there. And it just got out onto the road and once I, whether it deemed that I was too close or whatever it was at the time, and then it turned and it was coming straight down the road towards me. That's really unusual because all reports for, for Yowies, for Bigfoot, for things like that, you kind of hear that once they're kind of spotted, they they beeline out of the, the situation that they're currently in. They don't kind of stand there and, and, and face off with a, a vehicle of all things. Mm. It just seemed very unusual from what I've, I've never told anyone about it at the time. For many years, I'd never said anything until I'd said to me cousin about it. And that's when he was telling me about his encounters and how it come about. But then when it was later on that I eventually learned after this, speaking to some people that it was more likely to be an alpha male. That's why it turned and had it was willing to challenge. Whether that's right, I don't know, but that's what they told me. So there's there's possibly a family of, of Yahweh's around that area then? It, more than likely, that's what some people said. Man, it was an out, for it to do that, it was probably defending someone, someone or something. It was after what it was going to do. And once it had deemed no longer a threat, it didn't bother. It just turned and walked away. So did you say it was it was pitch pitch dark at night? It was at night, yeah, and I, the lights were full of blaze on my ear. And this thing was just walking towards you. That is that is really really odd behaviour for, let alone for for any type of creature, but uh, a wild animal. They they would usually just scatter at the at the sight of anything like that. Mm. Most times I've encountered most things come out on the road at night though either stand there and watch as you go past or bloody um, just take off. But no, this thing, it comes and turned and walked straight down the middle of the road, straight at me. What was going through your mind when that was happening? Because 
that's I guess from I guess from 500 meters away you probably wouldn't really have the scale that this thing was as big as it was until you really started to get quite close to it because I mean seven seven and a half foot when that's 500 meters away that could that could really be any height but when it started to get within that five meters of your vehicle did you start to start to get a little bit worried in that situation yeah, well, I didn't know what was going to come of it once I realised what. Because like, when I first seen it, you could see something in the distance. I said it, and when it started to turn and I seen something walking down the road, I thought, "Oh, someone's, you know, drunk and being stupid walking down the road." But out of the night originally, um, when I when it started to mirror and I got over and once I pulled up, I wondered what the hell was going to happen here when I realised what it was. I didn't know whether it was going to actually physically have a vehicle or what, I don't know. And you said it was kind of mirroring your movement. So were you kind of going from left to right on the road to to maybe coast around it or something like that? Well, when I was, I was heading in towards town and I was on the left-hand side of the road and I was going towards the right. And for every move I made to the right, it followed the way it was going. So if I moved, say, the vehicle, I moved over, say, a couple of feet, it moved. It followed every, exactly every move I made, just like it was a mirror in front of me. Yeah, that's that's a bit intimidating, isn't it? Mm. So at what point did you start to realise that, hey, maybe this isn't a person? When, um, pretty much when I got, when it started to mirror, the first move I thought, oh, yeah, maybe it's, you know, someone being stupid and then when it continually done it and I was getting because I was slowing down as I was getting closer and other stuff this stuff it's not right it's not a person it could not have been a person because if they were sort of drunk and being stupid you would have seen them eventually finch or stagger out of the way or something but it did not waver in one movement at all it just continually followed the exact movement I made and it was not staggering either side it was just walking straight towards me yeah, that's um, that's a that's a pretty terrifying situation to be in because you just have no idea what a wild animal's going to do, when let alone a a yowie. Because these things they they seem to have a, a level of intelligence that you know a, a normal a normal creature really wouldn't have. And for for it to face off to a vehicle that you're in and and not be phased by that, it just goes to show that this creature has the potential to do some real damage if it's not worried about that type of thing. Mm. That's an origin. I didn't know whether it was going to actually have a go and so what sort of damage it was able to do. It was quite muscly. But if it was willing to have a go at a vehicle likes to square off and challenge, which is what I thought it was doing, then the Lord knows what it was capable of doing. So you got within five metres of this creature. That's about that's, five, ten meters, yep. That's so incredibly close. So what were you able to make out any details on this creature? Like could you see its face? Could you see anything like that? It didn't have um very long hair, but it wasn't extremely short. It was um uh more like um put it sort of like a shoulder length sort of shagginess to it. Um it was you could see its face. Um, there was no glowing eyes because it was sort of lit up still to the lights. I wasn't aiming directly at it by that time. It was sort of off to the side, but you could still get a good look at it. So it was a brown colour. It was like a silvery 
um, tinge to it. And as it was well built, extremely muscly for its size. I said you couldn't distinguish how exactly how muscly it was, but it, you could easily tell that this thing was built for power. And that's what I didn't bother getting out of the car till it was gone. <laughs> Mate, I don't blame you. I don't think anyone would really. <laughs> No, it's something I did not want to do. I went after the gone, and I give it about a minute. I thought I'll open the door and hop out and just have a bit of a listen so I could see where it had gone. I couldn't see, you know, where it had disappeared. I could see where it knew where it had gone into the grass, but I couldn't see it moving. But you could hear noises as it was disappearing through the scrub. And did it sound like it was as big as how it looked when you were there? Did it sound like it was a big, heavy creature? Well, you could... Yes, it was. It was making a lot of noise for the for the area where it was walking. Um, there was a lot of dead grass at the time, so you could hear the grass being pushed down and limbs broken. There weren't a lot of large limbs in the area that they could have cracked it, but you could for the where it was walking it was making a lot of noise. And were you were you a believer before you saw this thing? Because I guess at at one point you you're looking at a creature that really isn't supposed to exist I'd always heard stories of them growing up but uh, never really believed in them until that day until I'd actually come across it I'd heard people tell stories of it I've read stories about them but not until you, you can read them up about them you can believe in them until you actually see them yeah it's an entirely different thing and you said a little bit earlier there that you haven't really shared this story. Is that is that because you there's a fear of ridicule there for that, or is that just something that you it's just a little bit too hard to share with people? A lot of people think it's a joke when you tell them. They think you're uh, cuckoo or whatever you want to call it. Um, but there are a lot of us out there that do believe in them, who have seen them. Others have heard them. Um, some of the family members have actually heard them. Never seen them, but yeah, there. Some people will look down on them when you tell them, you know, you've come across that. And I've never, I've never told anyone about it until I'd mentioned to family about it when he'd said he had encounters, and that's the first time I'd actually mentioned to anyone outside the my close family, like the, my mother and things like that, when I told her. And I think it's good to to share these stories with you know, with people you trust because. The it can be very very traumatic because you know I've spoken to people who've seen these creatures and it, it kind of just shatters their reality because it, these things aren't supposed to be out there technically and uh, when when you you know essentially you almost ran into one it's um it's something that can really turn your whole world upside down. Yes, I'm not going to test that. <laughs> it's not the most pleasant thing to you know just to be on your way to work early hours one morning and come across that so the, the mind wasn't actually on the time on the expecting to come across that and uh, yeah on the way to work and lo and behold only 10 minutes into the run and come across that so yeah it's definitely an interesting start to the day isn't it mate it definitely was Made for a very long day that day. I I couldn't imagine. I could imagine you couldn't wait till uh, knock off time to sink a few beers to kind of just recoup about everything that kind of happened there. Yes, it did. It was made for a very long day. By the time I got home, I was ready to try and put me wrap my head around things. 
So have you got your head around it now? Because it, it happened a little while ago now, and you've you've actually had other encounters with, with creatures like this. Is that right? Yes. Over the last oh, probably 12, 18 months, I've had sort of different encounters with other things apart from Yowies. Is that? And have you had other encounters with Yowies as well? Um, but no, I've never actually um, seen them up close since then. I've seen um, uh, sort of something on the side of the road in the shadows as we're going past with the lights on. Um, I've been able to smell them with the smell they put off when they're close by. And what is um, that smell? Is that is that something that you're able to describe? Because I hear a lot of people say it's kind of like a... Like, it's something dead, it's kind of like wet dog type of smell. Is that something along those lines? Yes, it's uh, sort of a, a wet dog, musty smell. I've come across like a burnt smell when they're around. Um, similar, sometimes it's like a burnt, smells like burnt toast and there's nothing around you at all. There's, there's no houses nearby, no nothing. It's just like this burnt taste smell when they're nearby. You'll, you'll come across that sometimes. Um, I've actually, both me and my mate Rick, who does the run with me once a week, he uh, we both had the same, for a better lack of a term, vision. Um, same section of road. And... It's appeared when um, we've after we've been there. It's like a um, uh, what would it be like to explain it? It's like um, your uh, vision's like when you're asleep, but it's like daytime. But you're actually asleep, and you can see everything as crystal as clear as daytime, but it's nighttime, and you can we're able to see exactly where the arrow was standing. Um, on the section of road where we always encountered the same smell all the time. Um, I've seen it on one occasion. My uh, mate Rick has actually um, had the same vision, and he's seen the owie with his family. Really? In the same location, yeah. It woke, he was actually asleep in the vehicle as we were heading down the, the stretch of road, and he actually woke up out of it. What do you think that is? I'm not sure, to be honest. I'm not sure uh, whether it's... Um, I've heard stories that they're able to um, uh, sort of get into your mind. Um, I've never really believed that part of it, but having an encounter, it's more than likely they can do it. It's something um, I've heard quite a lot is the, the mind speak, and I, that might be what you're referring to. And now, a quick word from our sponsor. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Also, are you wanting more content? 
why not become a Believe Plus member? You'll get access to exclusive podcasts and episodes that aren't available to the public. Not only that, you'll also get our regular feed without any ads. Head to believepod.com forward slash plus to sign up today for just $5 a month. Yeah, it's just, it's like it was, the section of road is a fallen tree. And um, you'd come around the bend, it was sort of a series of bends leading up to it, and there's this big sweeping bend with a fallen tree on the left-hand side of the road. But it's, um, it's like a rock wall where the tree's fallen off. And it's leaning up against it. And in the vision, the EO was standing on that side on top of the rock wall near the fallen tree. Sort of on the... Um, uh, if you're standing looking at the fallen tree, it was on the right-hand side of the fallen tree. My cousin had seen the, um, the same vision and he would... The, the adult, you know, with the other tree, and they were standing either side of the fallen tree in the same spot. That's what he told me. Have you ever stopped at that area and just looked at it? Because I'm wondering if this could be some type of premonition or, or something like that, because, and and I know this, this might sound a little bit woo, but I wonder if they're trying to communicate with you or or anything like that, and maybe they're trying to call you to that spot. That's when Rick had originally thought that it's either some sort of warning or they're trying to show us something there. Because in his one, he said he could see a sign somewhere near there, not far from that. It's up up on the top of the wall, somewhere within a couple hundred metres of the rock wall. There's some sort of sign, and he said he could see that sign. It wasn't clear, but he could make out a sign there. And um, he's, that's what both of us can only put it down. It's some sort of a warning, or they're trying to show us something. But we've never been back to that area during daylight hours, because it's very hard to pull up. You've got to pull up a fair way and walk down to it. Yeah, and you just saying that, it even just raises alarm bells of, are they just trying to lure you down there then? It could be, yeah. Because you've got to, um, you'd have to walk, sort of pull up, I suppose, a couple hundred metres away at least. And you'd have to walk down and um, sort of up along the rock wall itself. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of red flags there, really. It's probably something best not to go looking for then. <laughs> yeah, something I'd, that's what we originally thought. We, we were going to pull up there one day and like come if we were doing the run down to Sydney during daylight hours and pull up and have a look. But we've never bothered to at this stage yeah but just not not just something we don't want to do so we just put it all in the off limit area so yeah no i uh, i don't blame you there wade so what do you what do you think these what do you think a yaoi is it's hard to explain really um it's more to me like a, a um more like a humanoid being um like Family, they um, he seems to think it's a lot. You know, they've got some sort of paranormal ability that they can sort of teleport. Um, to me, I, I don't know. I don't know whether they're able to teleport or what it is. But yeah, there's some. There's got some sort of, um, I'd say, sort of a supernatural ability in some areas. They just they seem to be able to appear out of nowhere sometimes. 
And that's that's just the thing with these Yowies because you hear that all the time. It's there's no rhyme or reason. There's you can't pick these types of things with these types of creatures. So it's uh it's it's a fun question because in my mind there's no right or wrong answer when it comes to it because every person's encounter is so unique and individual that it's it's always a good insight to to I guess uh an encounter's mind because the way that you perceive it could be completely different to the way someone else does. Yes, they've um, I said just they just seem to be able to appear in the one area where I've encountered the most recent things, the um, encounters of them, it's seemed to be situated in the same um, not exactly the same location, but you know, within the same vicinity, yeah. Um, they seem to be able to occasion of smelt things further down the road and whether they're able to teleport or whatever it may be to different locations, I don't know. But they're definitely able to move um, quickly over to cover the ground quickly. Some of the encounters of, you know, we could smell them from point to point, but there's no way they could be moving that quick. Yeah, yeah, it's... It's it's a really really fascinating set of encounters that you've had there, Wade, with these Yowies, and uh, you know I'm I'm so glad that you know the the one that you had earlier uh, back in the early 2000s, you know, you you probably got off quite lucky with that one because by the sounds of it, if 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 it is the alpha male that's in that area, and it was kind of protecting its territory, it, it could have went a whole lot souther than what it did for you. Hmm. No, I was probably lucky that night. So it's just something I yeah, on that morning I was never really expecting it to happen. It just happened and I think I was lucky enough to get off the way I did. So on your on your trips, on your deliveries there, Wade, is there anything else that you've encountered? Because I noticed in the, the email that you sent me is that Yowies aren't the only weird thing that you've encountered out on your on your trips. No, there's um be something I can't really explain what it is. Um, at one location, it's um, oh, I can't really explain really what I, not even family can explain what this is. Um, we were coming out of an intersection, and the lights were shining on the truck at the time when I was driving the truck, and they're extremely powerful lights, and you could probably. 100 metres away in front of a building was, um, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, more like a, a cloaked figure was standing there. And I suppose six and a half foot at the distance, roughly. And the lights were shining directly at it. It didn't raise an arm, hand or anything to shield its face area even though you couldn't see its face here because of the, the hooded cloak. But it cast no shadow. The lights shining directly at it and onto the wall behind it. There was no shadow whatsoever. And you could see it was plain as day. And it wasn't just me, it was Rick was with me at the time. We both looked at each other and said, uh, did we actually see that? Our eyes weren't playing tricks. And no, both of us seen it. So how long did you, you have this this figure in your, I guess, in your field of view? Uh, probably the best part of 
30 seconds, I suppose, before we actually, well, we were sort of turning the corner. All right. So it wasn't uh, just a quick glimpse of the eye then? No, no. We got to, we were looking straight at it as we were turning the corner. We come up to the intersection and the lights were shining through the intersection. And, yeah, there's the building of this thing and we're standing there. We couldn't see, like, feed area, but it was roughly about six and a half foot at the distance wise that we were from it. And, yeah, cloaked. It never raised a hand or an arm or whatever you want for it, to shield its face or anything from the light shining at it. And if it was a person standing there, more than likely they'll get their head or something to shield the light shining straight in their face. And this thing did nothing and didn't even cast a shadow. That's really creepy. That's really creepy. And that one, um, that was around uh, midnight it was at the time when it happened. We've never seen it since, even though we've most of the time we've been earlier in the run, time-wise. Um, a few times we've been around the same time again, but never seen it in that location again. Could you see through this this figure, or was it just completely solid? What looked like, because it was a, had this cloak or um, like a druid outfit, I suppose you'd call it, like a cloak with the... You could make out it was some sort of a cloak that it had on, but you could not see through it, no. That it was normally if the lights were shining on, you'd see some sort of a shadow cast by it, whatever it was. But, but there was no shadow cast, no nothing. I wonder if that building was haunted. I've done a bit of um, reading in on the area, and it, the building is sort of abandoned. Um, it's quite a large area, backs onto a um, large holding pond or dam sort of thing. There's a number of buildings in the area, because um, it's in a township. And, yeah, I don't know. Even my cousin, he's dumbfounded by it when he was with me that night. We just sort of, yep, we've had too much weird stuff for the night. <laughs> when we encountered that, <laughs> we didn't bother after that one. So, yeah, it's just, it was, we've seen other things in the same area. Something um, like a, like dark smoke, a little fog going across the road, even though there's nothing around. Um, as we were leaving the township in the edge of town even though the light's shining there there's no fog anywhere else it's just like a cloud going across like a, just like a a shadow there but there's there shouldn't be anything there and it's a and the thing with fog is that it's it's got a lighter colour to it not a not a darker colour hmm that's what seemed odd to us because in light if you got it'll show up white even with light shining on it and this was as dense as anything, it was black. You could just see something like a black mist going across the road. And, yeah. yeah, that's that's really odd. It's It sounds like this is like a little pocket of, of activity going on there. That's what we originally thought. There's got to be something going on. There's, whether it's a, um, like a travel route, I suppose you'd put it, sort of because it was sort of heading in the direction for the building. Um, we originally thought maybe it's 
going near to the building or coming back. We don't know what it was. But yeah. It's, we were just dumbfounded by that one. We just, when we seen that, we thought, nah, something was definitely not right here. For two of you to see this, it gives the, I guess, the, the encounter a lot more credibility for yourself because if you saw that on the on your own, you can kind of write that off and go, oh, yeah, there was something weird there, but it, that could have been a cloud. It could have been, could have been anything. It could have just been a random smoke that travelled from who knows where. Mm. But to, to have uh, someone else there to kind of corroborate with you that, no, I saw that too, and that is definitely weird kind of just adds to the, I guess, the, the unusualness of this whole situation. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just something out of the blue. We'd never really thought we'd ever see anything like this. And, yeah, it's just seems to be getting a little more um, prolific, to say the least, I suppose. Um, I'm not doing a run for a while now, but when I was doing it, I said you'd be... Every time I do it, I'll be expecting something to either show up or happen along the run because of it. I've just encountered things that much. I've just got second nature to me now. Is something going to happen on tonight? Or and yeah, it's, I just half expect anything to happen every time I do the run now. That's um, that's incredible because it's either that's a really really dedicated hotspot of weird activity because. To have yowies, to have these paranormal events, I wonder if there's there's genuinely something going on there. Or I guess the the alternative is is have you considered that you may be, I guess, sensitive to this type of stuff? Never really thought about it that way. It's possible. I've never really thought of it. That I could be a, a beacon, I suppose, as you want it as you could put it, I suppose. Um anything's possible. Because do you encounter weird and unusual things anywhere else? Um, now that you mention it, yeah, I have seen things out of the corner of my eye, you know, I'd be sitting somewhere and something, I see like a shadow sometimes and I look and there's nothing there, even though I could see something there. And I don't always encounter them, but sometimes I might, just every so often I might see something and it's, I'd turn my head and there's nothing there, even though I could be looking straight ahead and sort of just look out the corner of my eye and I could see something there. Yeah, just catching it in your peripherals. Yeah. Uh, something I would have just never expected to... When I first started the uh, the run out of Sydney, I never expected to see these. And yeah, It was probably about six months after I'd started the run and I started to encounter the first one. And uh, just, you know, the smell and then the mate Rick was coming with me and that's when we started to notice more things with the first set of eyes there. We started to see more things and it wasn't just me saying that. Yeah, and that's that's the, the really interesting part about this is that this is not just your encounters. You're sharing these with people. So, like I said earlier, it just gives these these encounters a lot more, I guess, Credence in the fact that you can rest assured that no, this is definitely happening. I'm not, I'm not seeing things. I'm not imagining this. This is genuinely happening because Rick is there seeing these things with you. Yeah, and that he, when we first seen that cloaked, hooded uh, figure, whatever you want to call it, and said we both looked at each other and sort of 
no, can't be real. We said, actually, see that? And, uh, yeah, right, okay. And so then in the same area, it was about maybe 500 metres, maybe a K down the road, we actually see the, the dark mist cross the road. And, uh, okay, yeah, right, uh, something's definitely out of a foot here. So. Did you see that mist the same night that you saw that cloaked figure? No, it was um, uh, about two, three weeks later. Around the same time at night, but different location. Yeah, I wonder if there's, I wonder if there's some some history to the to the, I guess, the land in that area because for for it to happen over so many different nights, it's it's a little bit. It, it, you know, that's something that kind of raises a flag to go, yeah, there might be something going on here. It could be. So I've done a bit of looking into the area. The building itself, there's a few, there's a lot of buildings on the land there. Um, uh, whether it's, it's not abandoned as far as I know, they, they do use the land for certain things. Um, but other than that, I'm not really sure. It, it'd be worth asking workers there if they see anything unusual there because if you're if you're doing drop-offs to these people maybe they they know something else is going on there too yeah the one fellow he's uh, one place i dropped to he's there usually about the same time i turn up at the roundabout depending on the time i usually get there he's usually there and he's only a couple hundred meters away from the building itself so just it's just sort of, sort of hard to get someone that's actually there at the same time. But being where he's usually there early hours of the morning anyway, so he, if anyone he'd probably be able to give me a sort of heads up what the hell's going on. Yeah, it might just be worth touching base with him to to see if there is anything that he's noticed going on there because you know that's that's just adding even more, I guess, more evidence to the to the fact that something is going on in that location and. Who knows? It it something else might pop up if you're lucky. Yeah, There's a, every time I go there, I'm half expecting something to <laughs> happen while I'm there. It's just second nature to me. Now, so. Mate, it might be worth uh, investing in a dash cam or something like that. Then. <laughs> yeah, we we got one in the vehicles now. <laughs> Make sure we got one running with us all times now. That the first time we encountered it, we didn't have one. So. And make sure we got one in the deagles now. Don't blame you at all, mate. Well, wait, it's been great chatting to you tonight, mate. You um, you definitely seem to work on a very interesting stretch of road there, mate. And uh, the delivery route that you've got, mate, it sounds like it's going to be keeping on your toes for quite a while. Yes, I'd say so. It can only get better or worse, one or the other. I mean, so I'd say it's just going to be a regular occurrence. And that's going to do it for tonight. And remember, if you have had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook and that's facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. Until next time, stay safe. And you've been listening to Believe Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 